0: If you don't share that opportunity with other people who is outside that small group of people that you talk to. If you want to have more Latinx students in your country, in your school, in your institution, go to where Latinx students are. If you want to have more Latinx high school students applying to your college, go to the schools, to the high schools where Latinx students are studying. You know, if you want to have more black people, if you want to have like more Asian people, like, go to where they are. Because most of the times, minoritized groups, like students from minoritized groups don't have the chance to go to where you are. So you have to be the one who goes to where they are because you Mm -hmm. are helping them a lot. And I say this because before I studied English, I didn't know about the opportunities out there. But then when I got the scholarship to study English, I realized there were so many opportunities. And I said, how is that I didn't know about this before? How is that my classmates at school don't know about this scholarship? And I realized that my purpose was to actually share opportunities with people. Welcome to Latinx in Power, a podcast hosted by Thaisa
1: Fernandes. Welcome to Latinx in Power. Today we are talking with Diana Vincenza. She is a social entrepreneur from Asuncion, Paraguay. Diana is also an incoming freshman at Pitzer College in California, where she plans to double major in computer science and economics. She's also a mentor at MCW Global and a technology fellow at Harvard Women Engineers Code Conference.
0: Hi, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here and have the chance to talk to you. I think that this, this space and this opportunity that you are giving to Latinx people is amazing and is unique. And I really wanted to have this opportunity to talk to you and just to share my story with other people.
1: Amazing. I'm super excited about this episode. I really want to talk more about the process of applying to college in the US, which I'm not going to lie, I don't know anything about it. And also to hear hear your inspiring journey in California and also around the
0: world. So can you share with us how everything started? Sure. So I will say everything started when I was 15 years old, back in 2016. I was in 10th grade at a public school here in the capital city of Paraguay. And I remember that at that time, my dream was to become a country singer like Taylor Swift. That was my biggest dream. I wanted to play the guitar. I wanted to write songs. I wanted to be a famous singer in the U.S. So I remember that for my fifth, birthday, I asked my parents to pay for English courses. I knew that if I wanted to become a country singer, I needed to speak English and I needed to, you know, write my songs in English. And I asked my parents uh, for my 15th birthday for my quinceañera party. I wanted to have the chance to study English at one of the most important and like the best language institution here in my city. I come from a low income family, so it was very difficult for my parents to, you know, get the money to... To pay for the courses because they were actually expensive, and I was really lucky that my parents agreed and they actually gave me the chance to study English for two models for like six months. But then after those six months, I thought that you know I will be fluent in English. I remember telling my parents, you know, if you pay for these two models like six months of English classes, I promise you that at the end of these classes I'll be fluent. Like I will be able to speak like a native speaker. Of course, that was not true. After six months, the only things I knew how to say was like, hi, how are you? My name is Diana and things like that, like pretty basic things. So I was super disappointed because we didn't have enough money to pay for more classes and I had to give up on my classes, my English classes. But then it was actually kind of, I always say that, you know, everything happens for a reason because right after I finished my classes, I remember that one night after finishing my homework, I was just looking at the website of this English Institute what I had studied. And I found that they were actually offering scholarships, like full scholarships for high school students that wanted to study English. And it was sponsored by the US Embassy here in my country. And it was like, wow, I started reading all the requirements. And I realized that I met all the requirements. Like I had extracurricular activities. I had a good GPA at school. I was willing to learn English. You know, I was from a low income family. So I applied. It was the very first time that I applied to a scholarship. I had never done something like that before. And I was super surprised because at that time I was like, you know, even if I don't get in, you know, at least I'll learn about application process. At least I'll learn about, you know, like how to apply the scholarships. And to my surprise, I actually got to the interview phase. And I was like, wow, this is my very first interview. And I said, okay, you know, whatever happens, I'll be happy. I'll now know how to, you know, handle an interview. And I was really lucky that I actually got the scholarship. and I studied for two years with a full scholarship thanks to the embassy I had also the opportunity to engage in extracurricular activities, to meet native speakers, people from the U.S. who traveled to Paraguay for community projects like volunteerism and things like that. And I also learned about the American culture and the American education system. And I just felt a lot about a lot of things that you know I didn't have in my country because the education system in my country is of course different. And there were so many things that I was very interested in. I was very interested in the opportunity. That high school students had in the U.S., the opportunities to actually, you know, like have amazing jobs or amazing positions in the U.S. or just get to go to big schools like, you know, in the U.S. and have lockers and things like that. And all the things that we see in the movies, I was like, wow, you know, this is amazing. And so when I was studying English, I realized that in order to be able to one day study in the U.S., I needed to get to know more about the country and about the education system. And I was, again, very lucky that there were so many opportunities offered by the U.S. Embassy. And there was a program called Youth Ambassadors, which is for high school students, 15 to 17 years old, who want to implement a project in their communities and want to travel to the U.S. I applied for this program. I got in, had the opportunity to visit the U.S. for the very first time when I was 17 years old. I went to San Francisco. I went to Madison, Wisconsin, and Washington, D.C. It was an amazing experience. At that time, of course, my English was not good yet. I was like in my intermediate classes, but having, you know, the experience of staying with a host family, learning the American culture, you know, interacting with people my age, like American students that were my age, that was an amazing experience that completely changed my mind and made me realize that there were so many opportunities out there that unfortunately my country does not offer many opportunities to young people like me, but I realized that I could actually have the opportunity To study in the US.
1: Diana has a nonprofit that supports stray dogs creating shelters out of recycled materials that
0: has chapters in seven countries already. Can you share more about your nonprofit? When I came back to my country, I implemented a community project which was basically to raise awareness about the situation of stray dogs in my city. I realized that a big problem here in my community was the big number of stray dogs and Also, all the, let's say, garbage that was in my city. I realized that the city hall was not doing that much. And I realized that there were a lot of young people who actually wanted to take action. So I talked to my friends. I told them, you know, these are two big problems here in our community. What if we do something about it? So we started this community project called Animal Lab. And we basically built shelters made out of recycled materials such as plastic bottles, meal containers. And we placed these shelters in taxi stations, in parks for, for stray dogs who needed help. So basically, we created awareness with campaigns. We went to public schools, elementary schools, to talk about these two big issues. Talk about stray dogs and to talk about how to take care of the environment. And we mainly focus on interacting with young kids, like kids with elementary school students because we really wanted them to understand that even though they are young, they can also do something for their community. So I feel like that was one of my favorite parts of being able to create this initiative that I was able to meet kids at elementary schools and just tell them, you know, you can do something in your community. And that was an amazing experience that I am really grateful for. After that, you know, I continue applying to other leadership programs. I have been really lucky to represent my country in leadership programs, entrepreneurship programs in the US and in other Latin American countries. And yeah, now I am an undergraduate student at Pittsburgh College in California. I'm still here in my country because of the pandemic. Of course, it affected international students. It affected me. But my first year of college has been amazing, even though it has been online. And I can already feel like the community at Pizza is really welcoming to international students, which is something that I really appreciate.
1: Thank you for sharing. It is so inspiring. I was like so excited to just to hear and it's really impressive as a really young age you always have this mindset like I want this and I'm going to find a way to do it and also this mindset of like oh worst case scenario I'm learning something new so this is so inspiring and so I will remember that. Thank you for sharing.
0: And what does it mean to be a Latina for you? That's a great question, because I feel like I have a big responsibility, you know, like being part of the Latinx community for me is a great responsibility, because having the opportunity to be a student in another country and to probably say, you know, I'm an international student, I am Latina, it means a lot to me. It means that I can be the person who motivates other students from my country, students from underprivileged communities like mine, that they can also make their dreams come true. That it doesn't matter where you come from or what the color of your skin is. You can always make your dreams come true. It is going to be hard because of the way world is and because of the many disadvantages that we have as a minoritized group, but you can always make your dreams come true if you work hard and if you are proud of who you are because I think that one of the most important things I have learned by interacting and meeting so many other Latino students is that you should be proud of who you are you should be proud of your community or where you come from because that's what's going to make you successful that is exactly what is going to make you successful if you are proud of who you are and if you are true to yourself and if you are true to your purpose I will say that for me like the meaning of being a Latina is you know being able to motivate others. I will say that's the meaning for me. Like being able to motivate others that everything is possible. That we Latinos, the Latinx community is extremely, extremely amazing. I would say it's, I cannot even describe how amazing Latinos are. I have met amazing professionals. I have met amazing uh, scholars. And I can say that we have a lot of potential. And if we work together, if we help each other as a community, we can achieve unbelievable things because we have the power. We just need to help each other. We just need to unite this community and, you know, motivate each other to accomplish our goals and, you know, to make our community even stronger.
1: Beautiful, I'm 100% with you. I think this is really powerful. And I like what you said about being proud, especially because it's something that they don't teach us, like they meaning the society, you know, they don't teach us to be proud of our roots and the country we are like coming from. So I 100% with you. Thank you for sharing that. that, that was beautiful. You were elected one of the 33 young adults more influential in the world, according to Global Team Leader 2019. That is an amazing accomplishment, and I wanted to ask you how this recognition changed or helped your
0: career. It was a great experience. So basically, the Global Team Leaders program is organized by the We Are Family Foundation, an American organization in New York, and they select every single year they select 33 young leaders from all around the world. People who are working on projects, startups, and many other kinds of initiatives in their countries to, you know, actually do something positive in their communities. And as I mentioned before, back in 2017, I created uh, my initiative Animal Lab, which was basically to raise awareness about the situation of stray dogs and the importance of taking care of the environment and recycling. Because of my work with this initiative, I was recognized as a global team leader. The first one from my country, I can say that I was very happy because for the first time you know someone from my country had the opportunity to be there you know to be in that list of 33 young people and of course I'm now expecting that more young leaders from my country will have the opportunity to also be selected as part of this cohort it changed my life I can say in many ways first of all because I feel it gave me you know that sense of you can do this you know like mm-hmm. before that I was like no I don't think I can do this you know I don't think I'm I'm good enough maybe i am too young i shouldn't be doing this i should just finish college first or do something else get a job but after you know meeting the other global team leaders because we had like a meeting we had like a retreat in new york for one week where i had the opportunity to meet the other global team leaders and they came from all over the world i can tell you like from india from brazil from russia from like many other countries it was like the first time i met people from so many countries it was extremely exciting. But as I was saying, you know, it gave me that sense of, you know, you should believe in yourself. You can do this. You are here because you deserve it. And look at all these young people. They are doing amazing things in their communities. And they are even younger than you. Some of them were even younger than me. It means that you can do many things. You know, it means that young people can actually make a change. It means that, you know, not because you are too young or you are considered too young by the society, it doesn't mean that you cannot do something positive in your community. So I will say it changed my mind in that way, but it also changed my life in other ways. Because by just meeting these other young people, like I was able to learn so many things about the world about so many countries, but also about the initiatives that they were leading. I met people who are now working on really successful startups in Silicon Valley, which is something that, you know, I never thought I would be able to do. I met people who are now leading amazing movements in other countries and also in the U.S. So I was extremely inspired. And I will say that my network, you know, the network of young leaders, it just helped me in so many ways. Now, for example, if I go to the States, I know I can call friend and I can tell them you know can I stay in your house or can I go and see you so those kind of things that really you know make you feel like you actually are doing something positive and you can achieve many other things so yeah it changed my life in many ways but I will say that you know being able to connect with other people who have similar interests that was one of the most important things and one of the things that I am really really excited about.
1: Cool. And you were 18 years old when this happened? I just
0: turned 18 at that time. I was like living the dream because I was like, <laughs> I was so inspired by so many people. And I think this is something that coming from a background like mine, you know, the privileged community, a low income family. This is something that I would have never thought about before. But I'm really glad that I got that opportunity.
1: Yeah, us too. And I think you are the perfect person to talk more about this. I'm seeing a movement of people saying that college is not important anymore. So I saw a bunch of people on Clubhouse and different like social media channels or like having conversations about oh, you can get, for example, in a big tech without a college degree. And I want to hear your thoughts
0: about this? Yeah, sure. I feel like this is one of like the best questions I I have heard like in a long time because it's about something that I have talked about with other international students, with other Latinx students. I feel like, you know, college is one of the most important, you know, like things in life. Not because of what college you go to, not because of what university you go to, but because of the experience. The experience that you get while being in college. And I feel like, Of course, I have heard so many people in the tech industry say, you know, like, you don't need to go to college. You don't even need to finish high school if you want to get into a big tech company. And I feel like for some people, that's true. There are examples of people. But if you notice something, you don't see Latinx people there. You don't Mm -hmm. see people from minoritized groups. So it's very easy to say, you know what, you know, you can get into this company. You don't need to go to college. If you know that it is way easier for you to actually do that. But when you come from an underprivileged community, when you come from a minoritized group, that's way harder. I can tell you because I am an international student. I have talked to many international students from like community college, from liberal arts schools. From big universities, Ivy League schools, and all of them tell me that even though they are going, you know, like they are working very, very hard, they have really good GPAs, they are, you know, like trying to network with everyone in the industry, it is extremely hard for international students to land an internship, to land an entry level job with a college degree. Imagine how difficult it is. For people who don't go to college, so I will say that people from minoritized groups, for the Latinx community, it does not apply that you don't need to college to land a job. It is really important because of the many things you learn in college. You learn to be independent. You learn so many subjects and so many things that you don't learn in your everyday life. It's also a very important process in life. But I can say that for us, for international students from people from minority test groups, it does not apply the popular "you don't need to." go to college because there are examples of people, many students, really talented students, students with a big potential who cannot get internships even when they are in college. That's even harder if you don't go to college. So I will say it is a really interesting debate. But it depends of who you are, where you come from, and what the opportunities available to you are. Because it is easy for you to say that if you know that you have the context, you know. If you know that you have like more opportunities, if you know that you have more chances of, of getting into a company. But when you come from a place where you don't have, you know, like you don't have context, you don't really have experience. You are a first-gen student. You are the first one in your family going to college. You know your family does not really know about the industry, you don't have context, you are working extremely hard and you cannot get an internship or an entry level job, even with your college degree, then that says a lot. So I will say it depends on what perspective, you know, you have and, you know, like yeah. where you're coming from. But from my perspective, I can tell you college is extremely important. I wouldn't want to risk the opportunity of going to college. And I can say that because I've also talked about this with other international students. So yeah, thank you for asking that question because it's extremely important important thank you for
1: sharing your point of view and uh, I'm totally with you I agree totally and I feel that sometimes those folks who make these statements it might come from like a privileged position or even might come from someone who went to college and it isn't a big tax so like you should check like the data you should check the numbers and this definitely don't apply for any minority group or even like the majority of people if you gather some data about it I'm pretty pretty sure that it's just like some few folks who got into a big tech or like developed like their startup and are succeeding without a degree but it definitely doesn't apply to the way things are for example even like the process when you apply for a new job sometimes if you don't have a college degree the algorithms don't even accept you so you don't even have a human being checking your resume you're like out mm-hmm,
0: exactly exactly and that's actually a big problem a big problem mm-hmm. I can Tell you not only from you know like internships and entry-level jobs but even for conferences. I can tell you that I have applied and I know international students who had applied to conferences, career first. And the first question they ask you is are you gonna need a sponsorship like visa sponsorship now or in the future? And seriously, you get rejected just by answering that question. So I will say it is very difficult for international students, it is very difficult for minority groups. We just need more representation, but how are we gonna get more? representation if the doors are not open to every single person the same way you know like especially in the tech industry now I am a CS major I see you know like there are so many things to do to ensure that minoritized groups have equal representation there are so many things to do so many things to do and I'm a first year in college I'm already worried about you know if I'm gonna be able to get an internship if I'm gonna be able to get a job after college because it is just the process is not the same for international students, and we need support. And sometimes, not even career officers, like in our schools, can actually help us because, like, the process for international students is different. There are so many things that you have to take into account. So many processes, like visa process, that you have to go through, and no many employers are willing to actually sponsor you. All. H1 visa. The few ones who actually do that, you know, like they are very competitive. So the chances of getting a good job after college, you know, like it is very difficult. And I just wish that we international students could have, you know, more support from like the very beginning, like when you get into school in the US, okay, in your first semester, you are already having, you know, like meetings with your career advisor, how to tailor your resume to each position or to each industry or, you know, so many things things that are different for example like I know so many people who were in like their junior year of college international students who didn't know how to apply to internships who didn't even know about the difference between OPT and CPT and so those key things that you have to know as international students and it is basically because we don't have support and it is even worse if you are coming from like a small school Like if you are in a big university, you know, you have more opportunities to learn that. You have more support. But if you're coming from a small school, it's like even harder. So yeah, it's so many things that needs to be done to ensure that everyone has equal chances, equal opportunities. This
1: is really important. I think just the fact that you need a visa makes everything much complicated. And I feel that in the last previous years with like Trump administration it was much harder to get like a visa. And anyway, um thank you for sharing. I really appreciate How did you get involved in activism? It was from your project
0: with like stray dogs or it was something that it was always like present in your life yes I will say that it really helped you know the the fact that I was really involved in community service activities when I was in high school even before I created this initiative like I really enjoy you know the fact that I could meet with other young people and do something positive for the community or help the ones who needed the most. you know like I think that I was really, really lucky to have the opportunity to get involved in those kind of activities early on. And I feel like that was one of the main reasons why I got into activism, because some people get into activism because they just want to be famous. But I feel like the most important part of being an activist or the most important part of being involved in community service activities is that you actually feel the need, you know, like you actually know the struggles that that community is going through, you know, you are not going to be able to help the way that people need to be helped if you don't know what they are going through. Mm-hmm. So just getting immersed in the community And just trying to understand what they are going through, understand and be like, have empathy for what they are going through. That's extremely important. And I feel like that's one of the most important things that an activist can do. And I really enjoy, you know, my experience in in community service activities and leading this initiative. It was a really nice experience because I got to meet people who were also passionate about that. And I learned so many things about what are some of the issues that people are suffering here in my community and in my country.
1: I have been thinking about this a lot and I'm enjoying asking people more about it so maybe we can brainstorm together and practice it like more acts of like kindness so how can we create space for others in your opinion how do you think we can develop a more inclusive environment
0: I will say this is something that I actually heard a lot about in a conference a couple of months ago the question of how we can make sure that everyone has a place in the room and I will say that it comes from you know, like many things that we can do, like there are many things that we can do, but I think one of the ways that we can ensure that everyone has equal opportunity is, you know, to go to the place where people are, you know, go to where people are because it is easy just to say, you know, there's this opportunity to join this club, you know, and there are only five people here. Okay, so all the five people here can join the club, but what about all the other people out there? What about the people in the other rooms? who didn't hear about this opportunity. I always like to talk about this from the international student perspective. You know, so many times career offices, for example, you know, like share opportunities for conferences or internships or scholarships, competitions with just one group of people, not Mm -hmm. with everyone. And I have seen this not only in colleges, but I have also seen this in high school and other places. How are you supposed, how do you think that you are going to be able to build a diverse community if you don't share that opportunity with other people who is outside that small group of people that you talk to? If you want to have more Latinx students in your country, in your school, in your institution, go to where Latinx students are. If you want to have more Latinx high school students applying to your college, go to the schools, to the high schools where Latinx students are studying. You know, if you want to have more black people, if you want to have like more Asian people, like, go to where they are. Because most of the times, minoritized groups, like students from minority ties groups don't have the chance to go to where you are. So you have to be the one who goes to where they are because you mm-hmm. are helping them a lot. And I say this because before I studied English, I didn't know about the opportunities out there. But then when I got the scholarship to study English, I realized there were so many opportunities. And I said, How is that I didn't know about this before? How is that my classmates at school don't know about this scholarship? And I realized that my purpose was to actually share opportunities with people. I started talking about these kind of opportunities with my high school classmates. I started talking about it with my cousins, with other people in my neighborhood, because they didn't know about it. And they were not going to know about it because they were not in that place where I was. So I said, okay, I am here. So my responsibility is to share this with the people outside who don't know about it. It's the same for students who want to study in other countries. You know, I, ha- I know so many young people, amazing students who want to travel abroad. They want to study in other countries. They don't know how. They have no idea how. Because the, the schools that they went to didn't give them those resources. They never told them about the opportunities to study in other countries. So they didn't know about that, about the application process. When I I went through the application process and I started sharing my experience with other people. They were like, wow, can you help me with that? How can I do the same? So I started mentoring other students because I felt the responsibility. Okay, if I was lucky enough to get this opportunity, I have the responsibility to share with other people who do not know about it yet. And I'm actually working on a project right now to share opportunities with other students because there are so many brilliant students. If we could just have the attention of all the students around the world or all the students in a specific community and tell them, you know, these are all the things that you can do. We will have so many more applicants to scholarships, many more applicants to internships jobs, colleges all around the world, because there are people with potential, but there are not many people who know about the opportunities. So you have to go and tell them about these opportunities if you have the chance to do it. And I think that's one of the most effective ways to build a diverse community, to bring all the people outside the room to the room, to tell them about what they can do with the opportunities out there.
1: Amazing. Knowledge is power for sure. talking about resources what are the resources that helped you in your journey that you want to share with other international students or someone who wants to be an international student what do you recommend
0: so many resources come to my mind now but the first Thing that I can think of is the book Dreams of an Immigrant, which is a book written by a Paraguayan author. And it's basically about her story of how she went through, like the application process, how she was, you know, here in my country with the dreams of studying abroad, but she didn't know how. Then she learned about the process. She went through the process. She got into a really good school in the US. She achieved what people call the American dream. And it just proves that it doesn't matter where you come from. You know, you can like be born in a very underprivileged situation in a very small community, like with a low income family. But it doesn't mean that you have to end your life in the same place. It doesn't mean that you have to stay in the same place your whole life. It means that it should be a motivation for you to overcome all the challenges and, you know, live a life that is worth living, live a life that is going to be remembered by others. It doesn't mean that you're gonna become famous, but it means that you're gonna touch other people's lives by sharing with them, you know, like, as I said before, the opportunities. And I think I was extremely inspired by her story. It was the first book that I read that was in English. So it means Mm -hmm. a lot to me. And I think that was like a big motivation and inspiration for me to actually apply to college in the U.S. Because I read about a person from my country, a woman from my country who actually achieved that dream. And I said, if she achieved that dream, I can do it too. That's why we need representation. We need to see people who look like us in the places where we want to be. You know, we need to see more women. We need to see more Latinx people so that we can be inspired and motivated and say, you know, I can do it too. Because many people give up on their dreams. Even when they have big talents and even when they have like the potential to achieve their dreams. But why? Because they don't see people who look like them in the position where they want to be. So if you don't see someone who is in the place where you want to be right now, you can be the first one. But know that that comes with a lot of responsibilities. That comes with the responsibility that you have to make sure that you are the first one, but you shouldn't be the last one, you know? You should be just the first one and help others who look like you, who are like you, who come from where you come from, to achieve that same dream. So I will say that for anyone who is thinking about studying in the U.S., even if it's like for their undergrad or grad, they should read this book, especially if they are from South America. Like, that's a really powerful book and it really changed lives.
1: Amazing. We are going to link your recommendation to the description of this podcast and I can't believe A lot of time passed already. I want to thank you so much. That was really inspiring. I love to hear your story. Thank you so much for sharing
0: with us. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. What you are doing is amazing. Thank you for inspiring so many of us. And seriously, you are doing great things. And you are seriously a big example of what we can do, what the Latinx community can do. So thank you. Thank you for being a representative of our region. Thank
1: you. Yeah. Thank you so much that's it for today everyone I'm feeling so inspired I hope you are too and next month we will have another guest we are actually having two and they are both from Peru, they are entrepreneurs and they will be sharing their journey with us and the Latinx Empower podcast is 100% independent so we don't have ads, we don't have anything like that and don't plan to have it so if you want to support us, what you can do is to share this podcast with our friends and recommend episodes and also give us a review on Apple podcast and follow us on our social media channels like Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And I hope you'll see you soon. Bye.